Welcome to Speak Life. I'm so glad that you joined me today because today I'm going to be talking about triumphing over fear. So don't change your channel because you're going to want to listen to this very, very important message. You know, God has designed each and every one of us with an internal mechanism for coping during potentially dangerous situations. And this internal mechanism is what is known as being fear. But you need to know that there is a tremendous difference between having a healthy type of fear versus having an unhealthy type of fear. For example, a healthy fear is always going to caution you from getting near a, an animal that's growling or getting next to an explosive fire. You see, fear was designed to caution you and to protect you, but it was never, ever designed to consume your life. But unfortunately, far too many people have allowed fear to dominate their lives in such a way that it is literally controlling many of the, the uh, decisions that they're making in their lives. Now, fear can be defined as this. It's a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger or by the illusion of danger. Now, I'm going to be talking a little bit more of delusion, about the illusion of danger in a little bit. But first, I want to talk to you about another type of very healthy kind of fear. In fact, this is the healthiest and the most important type of fear that you could ever have in your entire life. And that is fearing the Lord. Now, the Bible tells us just how important fearing the Lord is. In the book of Proverbs, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I like the way the Good News translation puts it. It says this. It says, <clears throat> excuse me, to be wise, you must first have reverence for the Lord. Because if you know the Holy One, you will have understanding. So what the Bible is saying is that when we fear God or when we're God-fearing, what we're doing is that we're giving reverence to the Lord. And that in doing this, in giving reverence to God, we're giving Him the honor and we're giving Him the respect that He deserves. And the Bible says that this is the very beginning of having wisdom. You see, because in doing this, you will gain understanding. And that understanding is going to come as you begin to get into the Word of God and you begin reading God's Word because His Word is going to give you the counsel, the wisdom, and the understanding that you're going to need in order to walk in victory over every situation and circumstance that you face in this lifetime. This is why the Bible says, Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. Well, this sounds like a pretty wise thing to do to me because I want to be instructed by the creator of the universe in the way that I should be choosing. And the Bible says that when we fear God, this is exactly what's going to happen. He will instruct us in the way that we should be choosing. There's so many other amazing benefits of, of fearing the Lord. Just listen to this scripture. I love this scripture. It says that the fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. Here's another good, good one. Listen to this one. The Bible says, Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and that for their children it will be a refuge. Well, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to have years added to their lives? Who wouldn't want to have a place of protection, not only for themselves, but a place of refuge 
for their children as well. These are just a few of the benefits that come as a result of fearing God. So I encourage you to begin doing a study on this very subject so that you can see for yourself all of the amazing benefits that follow having this very important and very healthy type of fear. Amen. Well, right now I want to talk to you about another type of fear. However, this type of fear is far from being healthy or beneficial to your life in any way. In fact, this type of fear is not only unhealthy, but it's actually very destructive. So let's take a look at and see what God has to say about this kind of fear. You see, this kind of fear is the type of fear that is tormenting. This kind of fear is the type of fear that will consume your life. And God tells us at least 365 times throughout his word for us not to have this type of fear. Over and over and over again, the Lord says, fear not, don't be afraid. So evidently he was trying to get a point across to us, right? You see, God is not the author of this kind of fear. That's why he specifically tells us in his word, he says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. You see, this fear doesn't come from God. But this type of fear always comes by the hand of the enemy. And the enemy's agenda, the enemy's goal really in creating this type of fear in your life is always to try to create some type of stress, some type of worry, some type of torment in your mind. You see, because if you will allow yourself to remain in fear, if you will allow yourself to continue meditating upon fearful thoughts, what's going to happen is this. Your body, your physical body is going to begin reacting to that fear and in the form of anxiety. And there's always another step for anxiety, right? The the danger in, in, in having anxiety really is this. So many health issues can come as a result of having anxiety. Things like fatigue, sleeplessness, headaches, ulcers. You see, anxiety can be very destructive to your health. And if you don't address anxiety at the very moment that it attacks your mind, it can, in fact, escalate to the point that you could actually move into having and experiencing a full-blown panic attack. Now, a panic attack can be described as being a sudden surge of fear that is often accompanied by a pounding heart, shortness of breath, dizziness, and sweaty palms. So you can clearly see how all of this could be very destructive to our lives. I think that we can all agree that anxiety has really become an epidemic within our society. It's literally sweeping through our society and in the lives of our youth. What is happening to our youth? So much of our youth is experiencing anxiety and panic. So this is one of the main reasons that I decided to do this teaching today, because I want to expose fear for what it is and for what it can do so that I can provide you with the tools and the weapons that you're going to need in order to be able to successfully triumph over fear. So now that we've established the fact that this type of fear does not come from God, I want to reiterate the fact that this type of fear always comes by the hand of the enemy. And it always comes as a direct result within your thought process. 
Now hear me, I'm not insinuating at all that the enemy can read your mind. But what I am telling you is this. I'm telling you that the enemy can and will place fearful thoughts within your mind and he will try to tempt you to believe those fearful thoughts in order to devour something in your life. You see, the enemy is nothing but a thief. The word says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he is the devourer. The Bible cautions us in reminding us that our enemy, the devil, did you realize you have an enemy? Our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the truth is this, the truth is that he will devour many things in your life if you will allow him to. Some of the areas in your life that he wants to devour are your peace, your joy, your mental and your physical health, your, your self-confidence. But most importantly, he wants to devour your destiny. You see, he wants to devour the very purpose and the very plan that God has ordained for your life. And the way that he intends to do this is, is through paralyzing you through fear to the point that you will not take the necessary steps that you need to take. You won't take the steps that you need to take in order to fulfill the purpose and the plan and the destiny that God has for your life. He wants to stop your destiny. He wants to shut you down completely. Well, I want you to know this. I want you to know that God's plan for your life has never been for you to be a slave to fear. This is why I want you to know that God has provided weapons that you're going to need to use against the spirit of fear in order to successfully triumph every time. So let's talk about a few of these weapons that God has provided for us. Now, the first weapon that I want to talk to you about today is the word of God. It's a powerful weapon. Because when you open God's word and when you begin reading God's word, what's going to happen is that it's going to expose truth. Not only will it expose truth, but it's going to expose the lies of the enemy. When you read God's word, you're going to see those scriptures over and over and over again where God specifies. He tells us not to be afraid. Do not fear. At least 365 times. Amen. God's word will lead and guide you into all truth. You know, one of my very favorite scriptures that I've used in my life many, many times can be found in Isaiah 41 and 10. And one of the main reasons that I like this scripture so much is because it contains uh, what I refer to as being the five pillars of fearlessness. Just listen to this. Listen to this powerful scripture. It says, do not fear. The Lord says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. Well, how powerful is that? We have nothing to be afraid of. God says that he is going to strengthen us. Surely he's going to help us and that he's with, with us and that he will indeed hold us up with his mighty and his powerful right hand. So the next time that fear tries to tempt you, get out the word of God and begin reading God's word. Begin quoting God's word out loud. Begin getting out the word of God, which the Bible says is a powerful weapon. In fact, it says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Begin reading and quoting God's word so that your life can be led by the truths that are contained in the word of God rather than being led by the lies that the enemy is trying to convince you are real.
Amen? Get out that word. It's powerful. Let's talk about another phenomenal weapon. This, this weapon, really, it's a, it's a weapon of mass destruction. And this weapon is called the weapon of praise and worship. You know, one of the reasons I like this weapon so much is because you can use this weapon anytime and any place. All you have to do when fear is attacking you is, is just to open up your mouth and begin singing and begin worshiping the Lord. And what's going to happen is the Holy Spirit will begin to permeate the atmosphere and the spirit of fear will flee. It's so powerful. Now, we see a perfect example of this in God's word in 1 Samuel. The Bible says that whenever an evil spirit would begin tormenting King Saul, that King Saul would call for David, and David would come to the room where King Saul was sitting, and he would bring his instrument, and he would begin to praise and worship the Lord. And the Bible says that when David worshiped the Lord, something changed, something happened. The Bible says that as a result of David's worship, Saul got relief from his terror and felt better, and the evil spirit left him. How incredible. How incredible is this weapon? And what's so convenient about this weapon is that you don't have to wait until you go to church to begin praising and worshiping the Lord. This weapon can be used anytime and any place. It can be used as you're driving down the car. It can be used while you're sitting in your office there at work. It can be used as you're walking through Walmart. All you have to do is just begin to praise and worship God. But most importantly, this weapon can be used in the middle of the night when the spirit of fear tries to attack your thought process, in the middle of the night, all you have to do is open up your mouth and begin to sing and praise God. And the whole entire atmosphere in your bedroom is going to change. The Holy Spirit, His precious spirit will begin to fill your room. And I can guarantee you that evil spirit of fear is going to leave the presence of God. You see, fear cannot tolerate the presence of God. How powerful, how convenient, how amazing is this weapon? People, we are in a spiritual battle. In the event that you didn't realize that we're in a battle, I want to assure you that while we are here upon this earth, we are in fact in a battle. And although God has provided the weapons that we need in order to defeat the enemy, it's necessary that we do our part. You see, we have to do our part in using the weapons that God has provided for us in order to ensure that victory. Well, for time's sake, I want to talk to you about one last powerful weapon. And I truly believe that if you will use this weapon at the very onset of the spirit of fear, that you're going to conquer fear at the very minute that it tries to attack your mind. Amen. Now, the Bible refers to this weapon as being the weapon of taking your thoughts captive. It's important for you to know this. In order for you to conquer the spirit of fear, you're going to have to begin thinking about what you're thinking about. And the very moment that you realize that your thoughts are being manipulated by fear, you're going to have to take action. You're going to have to take immediate action. The Bible instructs us, it guides us, it gives us truth. It tells us just how we need to be taking that type of action. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, To cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against 
the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now that's a mouthful, so let's break this down just a little bit. The Bible says to cast down. Now that phrase cast down means to, it means to throw, to, to hurl, to get rid of. And the Bible is telling us to get rid of any thought, any negative, fearful thoughts, any thoughts that are trying to lift themselves up and exalt themselves as being higher than the truths that are contained in the Word of God. We're to take those thoughts captive, and we're to make those thoughts line up. We're to make those thoughts obey the truths that are contained in God's Word. In other words, get a hold of yourself. Stop thinking fearful thoughts and begin meditating on the truths that are contained in the Word of God. I want to talk to you for just a moment about the word imaginations. The Bible says, cast down imaginations. Do you ever find yourself meditating on fearful mental scenarios, fully convincing yourself that what is going on on the inside of your head is actually happening? Well, I want you to understand that these imaginations are nothing but false evidence appearing real. And I can personally tell you from experience that the longer that you meditate upon these false imaginations, the more real and the more destructive that they will be to your life. Let me give you a, a personal story. This is the perfect example. Many years ago, I was living in an apartment complex and I had a temporary financial uh, situation that happened that really set me back. Well, as a result of the setback, I was going to be late paying my rent for the very first time. So I contacted the management to let them know that I was going to be late in paying my rent, and I thought all was well. Well, that was until I had another financial setback that was going to push me back even further. Well, when that occurred, I, I, became, I became really fearful. I just, I thought, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? What, the management's going to be upset with me. Fear began to consume me, and it... Really, it, it caused me to make a wrong decision. I did something foolish. I didn't contact the office to let them know that I was going to be late in paying my rent. Well, they didn't waste any time in contacting me. And when they called me, they said, we need you to get down to this office immediately. We need to speak with you as soon as possible. As soon as I hung the phone up with the office, fear hit my mind. And I thought, oh, dear God, they're going to kick me out of here. They want to talk to me because they're going to kick me out of here. They're going to evict me from my apartment because I'm so late in paying my rent. Now, remember, this is the first time I've ever had that I had ever had this type of an experience. I began to think I'm going to be kicked out of here. And as I began to focus on these thoughts, my body, my physical body began to react to my thought process. The next thing I knew, I began thinking another fearful thought. The, another fearful thought hit my mind, and I said, oh, my goodness, my credit. I've worked so long and so hard to maintain excellent credit. And I'm sure by now it's, it's completely washed down the drain. I'm sure by now they've contacted a, a collection agency and turned me in. Just at that very moment, my phone began to ring. Well, I didn't recognize the number, so I waited a few uh, moments, and I called the number back. And do you know that when I called that number back, I discovered that a collection agency had called me at that very moment. I began to feel my heart racing and pounding. I began to feel myself moving into a full-blown panic attack. 
for the first time in my life. But by the grace of God, I did something. By the grace of God, I finally took action. You see, I, ha I knew enough of God's word to know what to do. I just didn't do it soon enough. I stopped and I opened my mouth and I said, God, I want you to know this. I ask that you would protect my credit. But even if you don't, I want you to know that I'm still going to trust you and I'm still going to serve you. As soon as I told the Lord that, I began to feel fear losing its hold upon me. And enough so that I was able to make my way down to that office. And do you know that when I went down to the office, the management didn't react at all the way that I had imagined them to react in my head. No, in fact, they were quite polite and we were able to quickly resolve the issue. Well, as I was leaving their office that day, I paused long enough to turn and say, by the way, did you happen to turn me over to a collection agency by any chance? They said, we never turned you over to any collection agency. Hmm. As I made my way back to my apartment, I realized that I had just been victimized. I had just fallen prey to the spirit of fear. You see, the reason I fell prey to this spirit is, is, in, is because instead of evaluating my thoughts the moment that this fear hit my head, I allowed a full-blown demonic scenario to play out in my mind. And the more that I focused on fear, the more the enemy began to attack me and attack me with fear, the more ferocious his attack became. And even to the point that he strategically orchestrated a stranger that worked at a collection agency, hear me, to call me at the very moment that I was fearful that I would be losing my credit. He's a strategist. Don't ever forget that he wants to devour something in our lives. And I firmly believe this. I firmly and truly believe that if I had not taken some type of action, that the enemy would have devoured something in my life. He was certainly devouring my joy, my peace. But I believe that he wanted to devour my health. And quite possibly, he may have even wanted to devour my very life. I want you to understand that fear is nothing but a bully. It's a bully that tries to manipulate our minds. It's a bully that, that wants to manipulate our thought process. And its agenda is always to rob. Its agenda is always to steal. Its agenda is always to try to devour something in our lives, in our health, in our future. It's a thief. But I have learned this. I have learned the secret to defeating this bully called fear. You see, when fear speaks to me, I speak back. When fear tries to tell me that it's in control of my life, I remind fear that it's not in control of my life at all, but that God Almighty is in control of my life. And people, it's time for you to begin doing the exact same thing. You that's watching today, it's time for you to speak up. It's time for you to begin fighting. It's time for you to begin doing something and not just lying there and allowing yourself to be a victim to fear. It's time for you to remind fear of this. It's time for you to tell fear that 
You don't, you don't define your situations and your circumstances in terms of fear, but that you define your situations in terms of just how big and just how amazing and just how faithful that your God is and that your God has not left you defenseless against this spirit called fear, but that your God has provided you with the tools and with the weapons that you're going to need in order to successfully cut off the head of fear every single time. So fear not, my friend, for your God is truly with you. Amen. Praise God. Isn't it amazing that God has provided everything that we need in this lifetime to walk in victory, to walk in success, to walk in truth? No matter what it is, the answers are found in His Word. We don't have to, to allow ourselves to be paralyzed. Many of you that are watching today, you know there are things that you're supposed to be doing in your life but you're so afraid. You're afraid to step out. You're afraid to try new things. You're afraid to, to get out of your comfort zone. You're afraid of what people might think. You're, you're really afraid of the unknown. You've got to recognize fear for what it is. It's trying to stop you. Don't give into it. Be strong and, and be courageous and, and speak up to that spirit and say, look, you're not in charge. My God is in charge. Amen. Well, maybe you're watching today and you've been really battling a lot of fear in your life. Maybe one of the main things that you've been fearful about is the fact that you don't know the Lord and you're not quite sure what's going to happen at the end of your life. You're not quite sure where you're going to be spending eternity. Maybe fear has been lying to you and trying to convince you that if you come to the Lord, that, that he's going to just do terrible things in your life. He's going to be mean. He's going to be angry with you and that you're going to have to give up so many of the fun things that you enjoy doing and, and, and that there's going to be such a radical change that you're just fearful. Can I tell you that's a lie? If you will allow Christ to come into your life, it's going to be the best decision that you've ever made in your life. You know, the Word of God says this. It says that perfect love casts out fear. God is love. So won't you pray with me right now and accept a God that loves you. You don't have to be afraid of him. The only thing you might want to consider is being fearful of where you might spend eternity if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Won't you pray with me? I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm not trying to control you. I want to help with I want to help you. Let's pray together. Won't you accept Jesus into your heart right now so that you can live the abundant life that Jesus Christ died to give you? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I ask for the forgiveness of all my mistakes and all my sins that I've made in my lifetime according to God's standard. And I invite you into my life and make you the Lord of my life right now. Thank you for joining me on Speak Life today. I pray that you have a tremendously blessed day and remember to always speak life.